Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. And I'm Karen Moscow. This update's brought to you by Pershing's Insight 2016, the must-attend event for advisors. Less than two weeks away, June 7th through the 9th. If you haven't registered, you still can. Visit Insight2016.com. That's I-N-S-I-T-E. 2016.com. Commodities sliding led by metals while stocks in the U.S. are little change as investors await more clarity on the timing of the Federal Reserve's next increase in interest rates and the outlook for inflation. The yen is strengthening. We check the markets every 15 minutes throughout the trading day on Bloomberg. S&P 500 again little changed at 2052. Dow Jones Industrial Average up 11 points to 17,514 and that's less than a tenth of a percent. The Nasdaq is up three tenths percent or 16 points to 47.85. Ten-year Treasury up 3.30 seconds. The yield 1.82 percent. Yield on the two-year 0.89 percent. NYMEX crude oil down 1.7 percent or 84 cents to 47.56 a barrel. COMEX gold down half percent or $6.20 to 12.46.70 an ounce. The euro $1.1195. The yen 109.44. Bayer offering $62 billion to buy Monsanto and Monsanto is up five and a half percent today. Aries Capital, the publicly traded lender managed by alternative investment firm Aries Management, will acquire American Capital in a deal valued at $3.4 billion. And Tribune Publishing, infused with a $70.5 million investment from Nant Capital, rejecting Gannett's latest takeover offer, escalating the battle between newspaper publishers. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Tom and Mike. Karen, thank you so much. We are fortunate He is out of Booth School, Chicago, and unlike some of the hysteria or confusion of the media, Richard Bork actually does acute analysis of financials within the chemical space, and he uh, joins us now from Bloomberg Intelligence. Richard, thank you so much for the clarity of your sensitivity analyses of debt and equity in this ginormous merger. You talk about debt capacity. How aggressive is Bayer being? I mean, Bayer is being very aggressive. They are, but given that, they have talked to rating agencies and they will still be able to, you know, based on S&P's report on Friday, said that they probably would downgrade them only two notches. They lose their A rating, but they'll still be able to keep their investment grade rating. And Bayer also to their side, has pointed to in the past they've done this when they bought sharing and been able to delever back right. to the A rating in e- the past. Explain to our sophisticated audience how they get to play by a different rule book and that whether it's accretive next year or that, clearly, and this is very sophisticated, folks, the return on investment capital doesn't click in for years. Why does Bayer get away with that? And many other big companies don't. Well, it's it's kind of interesting, and we have some precedents in the chemical industry. Back um, last year, you had Rockwell, um, Albemarle brought, bought Rockwell, levered up past the, the credit metrics for investment grade rating, which Bayer is doing here. You also had Eastman Chemical buying Tomenko and the same thing. And interesting, you had Monsanto levering up to do $10 billion buyback. Of the three, the only, of those three transactions, the only one that got downgraded was Monsanto. 
And the reason why, the agencies will give companies a pass if they have a plan to delever. And this has usually been the case in M&A transactions. And the only case that we did see a downgrade was a share buyback where they were just transferring wealth from from debt holders to shareholders, and the agencies don't look fondly on that. But if you can present a credible plan to delever to the agencies, usually they will give you um, the benefit of the doubt, and that appears to be what's happening in this case. How how soon would Bayer see enough of a return to make this worthwhile? Well, because they're financing it pretty much with all debt, the equity it, the equity holder is not getting diluted that much. You know, they pointed to their call that they actually see EPS creasy yes. a year within the deal, and that's an interesting point that I think some people fail to. Grass, if you do a all say if you did a hundred percent debt financing, no matter how much you pay, it's going to be a creative to shareholders because you're financing it with debt, you're not diluting the shareholders. So that's kind of what is happening here. The you know they're issuing some you know the transactions being financed seventy five percent debt, so they will be able to. Okay, but is Mario, Mike, I know you want to jump in here. Let me be quick, Richard. Richard Bork with his fabulous on buyer. Do you assume that some of their tranches of debt will be a negative yield or, or, you know, under a quarter of a percent Apple-like debt? I mean, is it so distorted by Mario Draghi that they're going to be able to do this totally accretive due to negative yields? Um, I don't think they'll get that good rates, but I think the the markets will look by this. You know, again, pointing back last year when Monsanto issued ten, you know, announced a ten billion dollars share buyback finance for debt. They went to that market in the and this was June of 2014, where the U.S. was not a negative yield, but in a situation where we had quantitative easing going on, and they only increased yield at their at their three-year yeah. point on their curve by nine basis points, and at their third-year <clears throat> point on their yield curve of 25 basis points. So seeing that the ECB is in a quantitative easing mode, you know, we'll have to see if that holders, right. when the market, if the debt holders are going to extract their pound of flesh or they kind of look yeah. through this and see that everybody's buying yeah. debt. We might as well right. jump on the bandwagon. Mike, in in yen terms, issued four four years out, three years out, buyer holding limited paper with a zero point five nine percent coupon, trading near par. Yeah, extraordinary. I mean, it's 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 my I, I can tell you, Mike, in my study of this, as an amateur, unlike Mr. Bork, who's a grizzled pro, I've never seen anything like this. Well, is there a is there a final price estimate, um, Richard, that uh, that makes any sense at this point? I mean, I note that it's a hundred and twenty-two dollar a share offer. Monsanto trading only for right now with the markets open one hundred seven seventy-five. Normally, in an acquisition situation like this, you'd see the uh, uh, the, the company being acquired, uh, you, you know, you'd see shares rising to meet the share price or over it if they want to drive the price up. Well, but, I mean, let's go back a year ago and swap 
Monsanto's name for Sagenta and Bayer's name for Monsanto, and we had the same, almost the same transaction, the same rationale, and you never saw Sagenta's shares pop up to what Monsanto was rumored to be offering. And I think, you know, people do have concerns, you know, one over the regulatory, if regulatory issues will maybe scuttle part of the deal, and two, you know, Sagenta was able to successfully kind of say no, it's going to be really interesting. Now, the shoes on the other foot with Monsanto, what, you know, if they're going to kind of borrow a page from Sagenta's playbook and turn around try to fend off this merger the way Sagenta was able to. Bayer um, has to, uh, you know, have an equity increase to minimize the amount of debt. Uh, and um, the folks at Bloomberg Gadfly are writing that uh, they could end up with a projected net debt of 55 billion euros, four times its estimated pro forma EBITDA for 2016. Okay. Brilliantly said, Michael McKee. I mean, Richard Bork, if rates go up, and how much do they go up within your sensitivity analysis where this becomes problematic for Bayer, addicted to the free lunch they've got right now? Um. It's all going to depend what the final price works out to be paid, whether it becomes problematic. But right now, given where debt markets are trading, it doesn't look like it's going to be a problem for them to you know, finance this deal. Richard Burke, thank you so much. Greatly appreciate it. Um, bye. This is a moving target, folks. Somehow I think we'll be speaking with Mr. Burke again. Bloomberg Intelligence. Mike, yeah, that was it. brilliant. That was really yeah. valuable. And Chris Hughes writing on Gadfly makes a very, you know, interesting point. He says the, basically what you get is a highly leveraged entity and buyer doing a deal that won't pay off for shareholders for at least three years. Yeah. Well, Citigroup, Peter Verdot at Citigroup, and I used this this morning with the CEO who I thought his response was very fair and very eloquent. Uh, Citigroup looks at return on invested capital versus uh, capital expense and they get a cross rate out of 2023. Now, you know, and it's a squishy number. I get that. And as you said, Mike, there may be a revaluation here by Monsanto yeah. looking for a higher price. But don't lock me in, folks, to 2023. But um, nevertheless, it has a flavor of deals of another time versus the uh, certitude of accretion that we've seen the last year or two with cheap uh, money. That was very cool. Uh, yeah. R- R- Richard Burke, thank you so much. Um it's an interesting week, and we're watching commodities. Euro 111.96, uh, a weaker euro, stronger dollar, stronger yen this morning. We are produced by YUN, our global technical director, Ken Fellio. It's Bloomberg Surveillance. <laughs>